honored and privileged, God, to stand before you this morning. We're so honored and privileged to be able to gather together with the believers, God. We're so thankful, God, just for who you are. And, wow, that's just enough right there, who you are. When each one of us, God, just begins to reflect upon the goodness that you have shown to us, God, that's enough to sustain us for the rest of our lives. You've been so good to us. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for being our Savior. Thank you for being our King, our Lord, our Provider, our Sustainer. Thank you for being our Rock and our Fortress. Thank you for being our Protector, our Defender. Thank you for being the shade on our right hand, oh God. Thank you for being the one who comforts us. The one who knows all about us. Father, we just give honor and glory to your mighty name. Today, we pray for the hearers, God. That we would have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. We are the church, God. Not this location, not this building, but the people, God. We are the church of the living God. Father, so speak to our hearts today. We're wide open, God, to hear from you. We're wide open to your instruction, your direction, God. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Thank you for moving in the classrooms, blessing the teachers, the instructors, God, that will bring forth your word to our little ones, God. We thank you for their growth and their increase, God, in their generation, as we talked about. We're celebrating them in their generations, God. Father, that this is another army that you're raising up, God, to carry on the gospel, to be the salt and the light in the earth, God. Father, bless those who have sent forth the word to them today. May they receive all that you have for them. Thank you for our pastors, God. What a blessing it is to have such treasures, God, in earthen vessels. Uh, Pastor David, God, one of you called to be an apostle, God. And, woo! Father, we look forward to all the unveiling of that, God, as he's coming into his true purpose and identity in you, God. Thank you for the prophet, God, that you placed beside him, Lord, and passed the letter, God. Thank you for her hearing your voice. And God, we have sounds that come from heaven to earth, God. We're able to hear your heart, God, from heaven to earth. Father, we rejoice in the vessels that you set in this place. Bless them, keep them, bless those who have traveled with them, God. Minister Sam and Brother Juan and Daniel, their son, God. And Lynette, as she's traveling from Florida, we thank you, God. That is a God-appointed time, Lord. God ordained for them to be in this, in that place in Darrow, Louisiana. Who would have thought that in such a place, God, that you could be glorified? But you're doing it. And Father gives us an example. Who would have thought that Oak Harbor would be a place would be a haven, would be a destination, God, that we can come and that we can come to know you and to be empowered to serve in your kingdom, that we will come and understand the kingdom mindset, the kingdom living and principles in this place. But God, you saw it from the beginning. You destined this place from the beginning because you're not just a man, but you are God. And all that you do is perfect and all that you do is right. So we give you honor, we give you praise in yes. Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Let's give God some hand praise again. <laughs> we acknowledge Him. Amen. Our children are dismissed. Our teens can go to class. I guess everyone's in class today. How about that?
know you're excited about that. Amen. For those of us who are yet to remain in the sanctuary, if you want to move up, move in, uh, we give you that opportunity. It's up to you. If you want to do it, it's up to you. You might want to come near. I'm a little closer. I'm closer. Well, isn't it good to be a child of God? It isn't it good to be a child of God? Yes, sir. Come on, Josiah. Isn't it good to be a child of God? I've lived in the world, and I know that just about all of us have <laughs> at some point, and uh, have seen the fruit of living in the world, and uh, have been living for the Lord now for over 30 years, and I appreciate God for those these 30 years Amen. that He's helped this man. <laughs> He's been working on this stuff. And, uh, sorry, Jonathan. Where's Jonathan again? Jonathan uh, Grove. I saw him somewhere. I see Jonathan Grove somewhere. Working on this. There he is. Working on this stuff. One of my words I like to say, fella. So, and uh, helping me out. And helping you out. Amen. That's the kind of God who certainly helps us out. He doesn't leave us in the condition that we're in, Cameron, but you know he comes and rescues us. And begins to change us and rearrange us, as we say, and position us properly in his kingdom. What a blessing. Who would have thought that it would happen in this place? That God would send us way over here. Amen. I see the sister thinking about that. Right here. Oh, I'm excited about the car. Nobody even said amen or that. I am excited about the car. I really am. I'm excited about Ocar. Thank you, Lord. And one of the reasons I'm excited is that obviously the fact that we hear some some somebody prayed us in here. Amen. Come on. There were some people that, that prayed us in here, y'all. We didn't just show up on our own. And I'm not just talking about Pastor David Pastor. I'm talking about well before that. I have no idea who it was that came to this land and began to pray. That God's kingdom would come into this area. I'm telling you, someone laid the foundation. Someone did the work. Someone went through on our behalf. Would you agree with that? Amen. Someone settled this 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 part of the of the country, right? Come on. Someone was was a wilderness. Someone went through. Someone did what they had. Someone made the sacrifice. Someone only able to come, just like Moses, come to the edge of the land but not enter into it. But they had a vision for it. They helped pave the way. Come on, I don't take those things for granted. So someone prayed us here. And that just excites me. That now I'm connected because someone prayed. And that's why the Bible tells us it's important for us to pray. And to seek God's face. Even when things are happening in the world. You know, they're trying to, so many things are happening. So many laws and measures are being passed to try to eliminate God. But you know what? He's not going anywhere. Amen. <laughs> God's not going anywhere. Because See that? He said the earth is the Lord's. See that? And the fullness thereof. All right. He went on a little further and said, The world and all they that dwell therein. Come on. So even those that may be trying to eliminate him, they're still his. Amen. Isn't that something? You can never take God out. Come on. It's just not going to happen. He's just too big. He can't be touched by human hands. Touch we may feel some effects in our, in, our, in our culture, but God can't be touched. And guess what? As long as we follow after God, they're going to be righteous in the land. Amen. I just kind of think about Abraham and the conversation 
God just has to go this way. He had with 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 with, with uh, Moses. I'm sorry, Abraham had with God about Sodom and Gomorrah, and it came down to he said, if I could just find somebody who's righteous in the land, I'll spare the land. Of course, the wickedness of the people, but there was still righteous found in the land. So although the the world may that world may have been impacted, there was still righteousness in the land. There will always be righteousness in the land. I'm going to tell you, because God established it to be that way. There's always going to be a remnant that's going to give God glory. All right. There's always going to be someone who's going to stand when no one else is standing. I'm going to tell you. And I know I'm one of those. Come on. So you can do what you want to do. You can say what you want to say. You can pass what you want to pass. But the truth remains. Our God reigns forever. Amen. And I'm going to be one who lives for him. Amen. 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 Because he's not just a man. You might say, what is that talking about today? Well, I'm excited about this year. Uh, God has just been helping me out. You know, I just love our pastors. And uh, I know that you love our pastors. Uh, I'm on assignment this morning. And, and I've known about this assignment for a bit. God has put some things in my spirit for a while. And uh, just been kind of stirring. If I get to one thing, something's been in my spirit for 11 years since I've been here. I've been here 13 years, but about 11 years it's been in my spirit. So if God allows me to say it today, I'm going to get to that. But it's not for today. It's going to happen really soon. And uh, it's going to bless you. I'm going to challenge you this morning. That's my assignment. I'm going to challenge you to provoke you to love and a good word. That's what Hebrews 10 and uh, 24 tells us. Let us consider one another that we may provoke one another unto love and a good work. All right. So even in the provoking, I'm provoking because I love you. I'm going to say some things because I love you. I'm going to say some things because I want to see the God in you come to full, you know, to the full potential. I want to see it come to pass. So I'm going to say some things that may, you may like, whoa, what in the world is going on there? But you can handle it. You can handle it. I can handle it. And I was thinking about even this, is that, you know, God wants to give us some meat. You know that? He talks about God wants to give us good meat. But he said, I can't give you meat because you you, you can't even barely handle the milk. Hebrews chapter 5, check it out. Rolled into chapter 6. I desire to give you some strong meat, but I can't give you strong meat because you're still on, on baby's milk. Uh-oh. We want to talk about the kingdom and the impact of the kingdom of God. That's that's strong meat. But to, in order to get there, we know we're there in a sense, but yet we still every time again have to go back and hit some 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 issues that kind of milk issues, if you will. But I'm saying we're gonna get past the milk, the breast milk from the bottled milk, and we're gonna get into the meat. But we gotta deal with some things to get us there. So are you ready this morning? Yes, sir. Man. I'm always thankful to my pastors who give me any opportunity. I assume nothing. Uh, when they're leaving, I don't assume anything. One thing I know is I'm going to be here and I'm going to be available to do whatever they want me to do. If it's an opening prayer, I'm going to open in prayer and be faithful about it. So I assume nothing. Uh, unless Pastor David asks me to give me, a, give me an assignment, I don't assume that I'm the one who's going to deliver the word. It may be Jessica that he appoints for the word. It may be Brother Jerry Hamlin that he says, you're giving the word today. 
And guess what? I'm going to come and give him my full support. I assume nothing. Because I understand that to serve God is an honor. It's nothing that I've inherited. It's nothing that I deserve. It's nothing I can say is my turn. I, you know, come on. I'm supposed to be in this spot. I can't say that. It's only because of God's goodness. Amen. God's grace. Well, a couple of my, uh, great things, accomplishments happened in our lives over the, the month of June. I like the month of June. It's my favorite month of the year. Uh, may not be yours, but it's mine. And uh, my wife and I celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary. Woo! I was excited about that. June 13th. And we've been married. We get close to 30 years. I said, girl, you look good. Wow. Bible says rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Amen. And that's, maybe that's what happens when people get older. They, they, they didn't rejoice at the beginning of the time. And they didn't rejoice in the middle. Uh, I told my wife, we're going to rejoice all the way to the end. You know, I'm not that slim fellow I used to be. I always tell people, I, I have proof. You come to my house, you see some, some great pictures. I had some slim days. You know, I'm not quite that fella anymore. But you know what? It doesn't even bother me. I don't know about you. I got, now, that's, that's something I can just really talk on. It doesn't bother me from that perspective. Because I understand that I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. So, you know, for my own health and for my own, my own benefit, you know, slimming down is great. So I have nothing against that. But I don't let that dictate who I am. I am who I am. And I'm fully assured of that. I'm fully assured of that. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to be fully assured that. That's not what I'm talking about today. I just wanted to say that. Uh, last week, I think it was, maybe two weeks ago, I celebrated my birthday. 48. How about that? I like, I like the confidence. I like thinking about what God is doing. I didn't do that. God did that. And uh, no, I'm not in my 50s, but some of you thought I was in my 50s. Shame on you, number one. You should have put me in my 30s, and uh, you went the wrong direction. But we get close to the 50, and guess what? Each year I'm celebrating this life, bro. I'm excited. I'm saying let the gray come up, the bomb. That's just my, my opinion. It doesn't have to be your opinion. And I'm not trying to tell you to be, but I don't mind the gray. I, I really don't. I don't have to act old, but I can have the gray. I don't mind it. The Bible says that's a wisdom. That's a sign of wisdom. And I want to be wise in God's work, in God's eyesight. I don't want to be foolish. I'm not saying you are if you color. Go ahead and color. That's your thing. I'm not mad at you at all. I'm going to rejoice with you. But I'm just not a color guy. I'm just going to gray it the way it is, the way it is, what it is. I'm going to need some of that fan over here, Trey White. You up, you don't mind. I feel a little warm already. All right. We're going somewhere. You know, I uh, each person has to recognize, we talk about not just the man. Uh, I know that Jesus was misidentified. Uh, can you agree with that? The world thought he was supposed to come a certain even not just the world, but his, even his chosen people thought he was supposed to come a certain way, and he didn't come that way. They thought he was supposed to do certain things, certain rituals and routines, and uh, he didn't do that. And so people just kind of got messed up because he didn't come the way they thought he, he was supposed to come. Uh, and so that's our Lord and Savior, but guess what? Same thing happens with us. I'm going to show you some things on that. But I, I'm so appreciative of our pastors. I know I'm saying that because it's the things I need to cover about them. And uh, so I'm on assignment today. How about that? Can you handle it? Pastor David, to me, uh, I keep dates, July 3rd, 2011. It was then that 
something, a, a, a stronger connection happened between mm. he and I. And nothing that we planned and nothing that we even talked about. But just being a part of his ministry, being a part of his teaching and this ministry, he and I connected on a different level. And I recognize him as my spiritual father as of that day, June, July 3rd, 2011. I'm not telling you. I remember I said it at, it was at the outdoor service. I don't know if you remember it. They presented me this iPad, which I'm still using, and I appreciate that. And uh, there was just a connection there that happened. And uh, I don't I don't run around. You don't see me run around saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. I really don't want to confuse people. And uh, you're saying, man, which one is he? That must be the, the one that they had a long time ago or something. So I'm not trying to confuse anybody. Uh, but I want you to know that that is my spiritual bond. And uh, I'm not telling you he has to be yours. You have to come into a connection on your own that that is what it is. He has his natural children, but I think there's also a spiritual connection. It was amazing. I'm saying this because I've always thought about Pastor Linda, and I'm like, I love some Pastor Linda. Don't mess with her, okay? And uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit because some of y'all haven't been quite doing right. I got really quiet on that. So I'm here to represent this morning. And, and we're going to get some things right. Uh, but on Sunday, June 23rd, we was having an appreciation there was another connection that I had. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't not something we talked about. But there was a connection that we had in the spirit. And I told her that um, she came over. She handed something about sitting where I think where Jasmine is sitting right now. And uh, she handed me something. There was just a connection that I felt in my spirit. And I told her at that moment, you're my spiritual mother. And I'm not saying that for some goofy stuff. I'm not trying to create anything goofy. I'm saying I have an honor and respect for her and who God has created her to be, to be speaking to my life. And I know people have gotten confused about that when they want her to be a certain type of mom and their mom and, and people got all fours. I'm not looking for a natural mom. I had a, a, an amazing natural mom. And some, many of you got to meet her when she came here a couple of times. And she's uh, no longer, you know, living here on this earth. She's resting now, the Bible says, at peace and asleep in the in the Lord's presence. All right. But she was amazing. So I, I don't have a need there. I had an amazing father in my life. I didn't get to be around him much. But the time I spent with him, he was an amazing father. So it's not like I needed anything from that perspective. I don't need a feeling. But there's a spiritual connection that we've had. And so I told her, I said, I recognize you as my spiritual father. I've always honored her. I've always respected her very highly. I would never devalue her. I would never diss her. I would never, you know, uh, put her off. And some of those things have happened. Okay? Uh, whether male or female. But there's honor. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is what? Do. D-U-E. Do. Okay. So I just want y'all to know that. That's the connection. That doesn't give me any favor with them. That doesn't put me in a different position than where you are. I'm just saying I've come to an understanding that I've connected on a different level. Okay? That's good for me, and it has to happen in you if that's what God calls you to. If not, you, everyone doesn't have to be that. It could be you're just not just, but they could be your pastors, and you value that. You value that highly. You value that relationship highly. Don't disregard anything. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Don't say anything. Let's get to some scripture here. Colossians chapter 2, verse 18, verses 18 and 19. 
again, thank you, men, for that amazing dance. You guys are awesome. Amen. Y'all can do some more things like that. <laughs> Colossians chapter 2, verses 18 and 19 says, Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head. That's important, the head. From whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grows with the increase that is from God. Now we know that Christ is the head of the church, right? Many should know that, so that should be more of a stronger amen if you know that. If not, then I mean, I mean, many to change my teaching and go back and teach that Christ is the head of the church. Amen. I don't want to have to do that because I'm, I'm on assignment. Christ is the head of the church. Amen. From whom all the body is nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, we grow with increase that is from God. God gives the increase, right? Amen. We may plant and we may water, but God gives the increase. A focus there is in verse 18, those first few words, let no one cheat you of your reward. The Bible says that a workman is worthy of his hire. So don't let anyone cheat you of your reward. You have an inheritance in God, don't let anyone cheat you of that. And the first one you don't, you don't need to allow to cheat you is yourself. Through self-doubt, through self-pity. Come on. Don't allow yourself to cause you to miss out on your inheritance that you have in God. The Bible says that we are His beauty, beloved. I look at my relationship with God from a positive perspective. I understand that I, I don't deserve all of that. I understand that, you know, without Him I'm nothing. I understand all that. But you know what? I don't choose to focus on I choose to focus on, you know what? But He made me worthy. Now, see, that's my perspective. But He made me worthy. He counted me worthy to put me into the gospel. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. So obviously, some people say I wasn't worth it. I, I, I called you. I would have you consider what you just said. That you're not worthy. If you weren't worthy, then why would he die for someone that's not worthy? Uh-oh. Help, that helps with a mindset. Yes, you were worthy. That's why he came. That's why he took on flesh. That's why he became a man and lived out perfectly in the world. Because we were worth it. Amen. For some of you, that's a, that's a unique, that's a big, that's a huge step in what you've unknown and what you've confessed with your own mouth. I'm not worthy. Yes, you are. God never said that. He said, you're my chosen people. You're a peculiar people. He died for us because we were worth it. Amen? Amen. Yeah. As I look at that in the spiritual, it's still, I'm seeing this from the spiritual, but to us, it may be a physical or a natural um, presentation before us when I still talk about the head. Christ is the head of the church. Let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 4. With him being the head of the church, there's something that he did. And Ephesians chapter 4 is going to help us to understand a little bit more about this and we'll make the connection with you. Uh, verse 8. 
Lord, he saith, when he ascended, talking about Jesus, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave what? What's that next word? What's that next word? What's that next word? So I'm still looking for, you know, some, a better response because all of you should have something in front of you that you can read or there. He gave what? Gifts. Hmm. He gave gifts unto men. That's us. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things. We're talking about only one person could do this. His name is Jesus. God in the flesh. Only one could do this. So we're talking about what did he do? And he gave, verse 11, some, what? Apostles. And some, what? And some, and some, and so Jesus, the one who descended into the lowest parts of the earth, and the one who ascended, no one else had ever done that. No one else can, 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 can lay claim to that. Come on. That separates him from anyone else who died because he got right on back up. This is the same one that when he ascended, he said, I'm sending you gifts. To us, to men. That's us, men, women. That's us. And he gave us, it specified what types of gifts that he laid out and left here for us. Verse 12, why do we have these gifts? For the perfecting of the saints. We are being perfected. Uh, we are being changed and totally coming into the image and the likeness of God. Amen. I'm glad I understand that. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints, not perfecting us just for our own work and for our own benefit and so we can, you know, brag about it, but perfecting us for a specific purpose. purpose. Come on, And what was that specific man. purpose? For the work of the what? Ministry. Wow. Amen. For the work of the ministry? That's my part for the work of the ministry that's my position for the edifying of the body of Christ so he gave us gifts that we might be perfected and being perfected means we're going to be challenged and we're going to be approached in our comfort zones amen and we're going to be challenged in what we have learned and what we have known to make sure it's a biblical, the correct biblical understanding, and it's not just man-made tradition. Are you with me on that? Amen. And I like the next verse. i got to read a few more of these so we get this. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. It's going to take some work until we all come into the unity of the faith. I can tell you that already. Because there's so many different beliefs. Even just sitting right here, there's a lot of beliefs. There's a lot of impressions. There's a lot of, this is what I think. But do we all come into the unity of the faith and of the 
knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, that's why we will continue to be worked on, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what we're supposed to be coming into a knowledge of. So we say we're kingdom people and we live by kingdom principles. Guess what? That includes me and that includes who? Uh, that, that, was, that was really like, you're trying to really figure that one out. That was not a hard question. That means it includes me and it includes who? Kingdom living is for all of us. That's why we pastor said we're going to have a nice banner here that says at home of kingdom people. I know it's taking some transformation happening in us so that we all live like the kingdom. We want to come into the unity of the faith. Amen. But we're all living the same way. I know right now we're not all living the same way. I already know that. Come on now. I don't have a rocket science degree and it doesn't take that to understand that. I know that some are more heavily minded or spiritual minded. I know some are more carnally minded. I understand that. But as we continue to come and hear the word of God, it begins to work on us. Charles, it begins to work on us. And it begins to infiltrate our own thing. That, that word begins to go deep within us. And say, you know what? That's not God-like. That's got to change. And what happens is, I begin to hunger and I begin to thirst after the righteousness of God. And guess what? Then I become one who really begins to walk like a kingdom person. I already know that. That's a challenge for some. But we're declaring that that's, that that's the type of people that we have here. That's you. That's me. A home of kingdom people. That means some of those things of the world, I mean all the things of the world, they have to, they have to, they have to go away. They're going to go away. And I mean, how do they go away? You have to continue to hear the word of God. We were transformed the way and by the renewing of our minds. Our minds, why to say to renew it? Because our minds are so polluted. Oh my goodness. I don't think many people want to say, yes, I had, a, I, had, I had a polluted mind. Or right now I have a polluted mind. Some people don't want to say that, but the truth is all over is in the way you live. Uh oh. It's already evident. And I'm not fucking at you. I'm talking about me. I was that person. But I'm also an example that as you continue to eat of his word, you continue to apply that word, that he can take that pollution out of your spirit. He can take that pollution out of your soul. He can take it out of your heart and put within you the mind of Christ. It can happen. All right, let me finish some more here so I can get into what I really need to get. I'm still not even close yet. Keep preaching. Verse 14, that we henceforth, that means from this time forth, because we understand that gifts have been given to us to edify us, to build us up, to change us, so that we're walking in unity of the faith. Come on, all this is happening, that we henceforth be no more what? What's that next word? It's right there on the screen. Be no more what? Hello, children. Be no more what? Children. It's not saying not be no longer be children of God. It says no longer live like a child. That's right. That's right. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, When I was a child, I what? Come on. I thought like a child. I spoke like a child. I understood like a child. I lived like a child. But when I became a man, Grandma, when I became a man, uh, I put away 
the child is saved. And I'm saying home of kingdom people have to grow up and put away the child is saved. I'm going to get some Jesus specifics of what, 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 I'm, what I'm talking about. But we have to put away the childish things and begin to live like a mature adult. The, the, the ability is in you to live like a mature adult. And that's what God, because there's a work for us to do, y'all. There's a work, there's a harvest right before us. Matthew chapter 9, the, the harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are still children. Jesus, come on, make it plain. The laborers still live in a childish way. Mm. That we henceforth be no more children. What happens with children? Toss to and fro. You wonder why you're going through because you're acting childish. When I say going through, I mean you're failing at the same assignment. Because you're childish. Tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. It sounds good. They passed it. You know, well, if we might as we might well just live by it. I don't think so. Amen. I believe I'm going to be some soft light in the world. Carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lay in white, lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. Time to grow up. Come on, time to grow up. Time to grow up. May grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. I must just stop right there. So I want you to see the gifts were given to us to help us mature, help us to grow so that we can be mature in our living, mature in our thinking, mature in the way that we respond, mature in the way that we carry out life on an everyday basis. Now let's make some connections. A very important scripture to me here is John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. And I'm going to talk about some specifics. John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. Give a chance to get there. I'll read from the King James Version. Give a chance to get there. It says, or reads, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. I have been, that, that, that scripture has been in my spirit for a long time now. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. And uh, I've just been, re- I've been, I've been rejoicing. I've been like, God, thank you for helping me to see this. I don't have a full understanding because I don't think we're quite there yet. But I have a fuller understanding. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Some of you are starting to get it. There was a man whose name was John, who sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Big L, who, who might that light be? Thank you very much. So you, you, you're doing all right. That all men 
that I have received much. Because my understanding is changed. I'm telling you, there is such elevation in this church. I got all, all kind of notes here. I just hope I, the Lord help me get to, to them. But there's elevation. There's elevation. I'm talking about spiritual elevation. I'm not talking about, you know, just to get people to feel good. But I'm talking about when you get into right position. Because God needs us to be doing the, the, the perfect work. We need to be doing the perfect work. Not 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 just half half-heartedly doing the work. We have a work to do. Yeah. Well, we have a work to do. We've got a city to help win along with other believers for Jesus Christ. We've got a region to impact. And God has already given us influence. He's already stretching us out. Come on. What is, uh, 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 what's my brother's name? Uh, come on, work with me. Enlarge my territory. Uh, thank you, Jabez. Our, our territory has already been enlarged. Our, our, tent, our tent poles have already been enlarged, y'all. And I'm telling you, they're about to be enlarged some more. you got to receive this. I'm trying to tell you something. We're about to be enlarged some more. We're about to be stretched some more. We're about to have more, more influence. We're about to make a huge impact. In this region, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying because of us. I'm just saying because of what God has already desired and ordained for us. You're part of it. There's a man sent from God whose name was John. What happened was is that people didn't even recognize that John was sent. And I love John from this aspect because John said, you know what, I'm not even worthy to untie the, we're talking about John the Baptist. Amen. I'm not even worthy to untie your, unlatch the, the shoes, your shoes, your sandals on your shoes. I'm not even worthy. I'm not even worthy to even touch that. But Jesus said, no, I need to be baptized. This is for the fulfillment of the word, of the scripture. Come on. I'm going down in the water. And you don't want to do the work. But John understood. He said, I am not the one. There is one greater than me that's coming. I'm just the forerunner. I'm the one who's going to prepare the way of the Lord. But when he comes, woo! If you will receive, when he comes, you're going to be blessed. Jesus is coming again. Right now, there are forerunners who are going out to herald as heralds and proclaiming that Christ is the Messiah. That he is the Savior of the world. That he is the one that we're supposed to lift up. We're forerunners right now. Come on. You're just right. You're never running to But the problem is that they saw him from the natural and they see him from the spiritual. And here this John is, and he's eating wild locusts and honey, and he has his long hair all over his body, and camel's hair, and he's looking all weird to them, and they're like, surely you can't be the prophet. And you didn't go to the school of the prophets. Where are your credentials? Uh, who, who licensed you? Come on. Obviously, you can't be the one. But Jesus came and said, he's my forerunner. It's, it's neat when I have John. But because people saw him from the natural, many missed the spiritual reason for him existing. Because they took him on in the natural and then take him on in the spiritual. When you meet Pastor David, you meet Pastor Linda, don't meet them in the natural. I'm telling you, some of us have met him, uh, respond to them in the natural. Uh-oh. You said, man, I didn't come to church here that today. Yes, you did. 
and you're going to leave with a clear message. I want it to be ringing in your eardrum. I want you to leave, and I want it to be ringing in your eardrum all week long. Am I responding to them in the spiritual? Am I responding to them in the natural? It's not about them, but it's about they were sent from the God that we serve and the God that we worship and celebrate sent from the same God with an assignment for us. Wow. That's like your boss coming in and you don't even recognize your boss. You're like, oh, that's just that's Joe. That's just Lisa. But missing the honor. That is my boss. That's the one who has the rule over me right now in this situation, this area of my life. That's the one. Are you following me? Some, maybe you've been here long enough that you maybe started out right, but somehow you get into a casual relationship. Uh oh. Don't ever get into a casual relationship with your spiritual leaders. The Lord already told me it's going to get quiet up in here, so I'm all, I'm all right right now. I think, I think we're just right on point. Once you start seeing them in the natural, you, you, you lose. You lose the benefits of what they have to speak into your life. You lose it. You miss that opportunity. You have just missed a great moment in your life. But when you're in tune and you're paying attention and you're locked in, that every word that is spoken. See, I've, I've learned something. Even this morning, I was talking about the prayer room. I prayed uh, those who are in the prayer room uh, to witness this. What is this? Yes, Elder Phillips and uh, Elder uh, Otis. I, I, I went there for, for prayer, and the Lord, as we stand to serve, the Lord put in my spirit. He said, you need to have a greater understanding. I wrote this in here. I don't want to miss that. Greater understanding. Oh, thank you. Of what it means. Let me find that. I go there. 
But if he tells me to do this, I do this. Do that. If he tells me to serve, I serve. I serve at his pleasure. The Lord was helping me understand. I know that I serve that way, but the Lord said, even more, your life is no longer your I want to live life from that perspective. Cindy, my life is no, it doesn't belong to me. That when God comes and says something to me, I'm saying, yes, Lord, I will do it. And it's really, the Bible says what, uh, uh, Isaiah 1 and 18 or 19, it says if you be willing and if you be obedient, uh, man, you can see the good stuff. If you be unwilling and you be disobedient, you might get uh, peanut butter jelly. And I like peanut butter jelly. But when you compare that to the, a better meal, I really have a better meal. But you have to be willing and you have to be obedient. Then you get to eat the good of the land. 1 in 19. Thank you so much, Brother Robert. 1 in 19. Praise the Lord. So let me get back here a little bit. So he gave gifts to the body. We have some gifts sitting right here. We just had something that happened. I, 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 I've been watching things. I've been observing. I know you've been observing too. But I'm not just watching this, finding something wrong. I'm just I'm just watching from the right perspective, I believe. Because I care about this people. I care about this place. I care about you. I care about believers. And we just had something that we just had, you know, and, 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 and oh, I, I, I'm like, okay, God, he said, just say it. I said, you count on me, I'll say it. We had what we call appreciation. Where are all my friends going? Uh, we have what we call appreciation. And it was appreciation. Yet I'm going to bring some things to light that helps us to go to another level of appreciation. Remember I said that I believe we can do some things better. I said I know there's some things I can do better. If you were there, remember I said that. I know there's some things I can do better. Uh, I'm going to be talking about that this Thursday when we get together do our recap. There's some things I know that I can do better. Things I'm responsible for. There were three things as we were going into that appreciation, leading up to that appreciation. First of all, we had a lot happening, so I praise God for bringing us all through and giving us the strength to do what we need to do. There were three points as we sat down and, and had a uh, time to reflect and to really focus in on the appreciation. Remember, I think Minister Monica was there, Minister Allen, and we had some leaders come together, those who were helping to plan, making sure everything's all right for the appreciation week. And uh, there were three things that the Lord put in my spirit about the appreciation week. I shared that with them. Number one, make sure everything is done in excellence. You can write this down if you want to, or type it in. Make sure everything is done in excellence. I believe that we operated from that. I think we did pretty well. We can do better, but we did pretty well. Second point is, give them exactly what they asked for. That's challenging for some of you right there. Give them exactly what they asked for. If you're appreciating me, you should give me something that I desire. You should find out what I prefer. 
what turns me on, what gets me excited, if you're going to appreciate don't give me some more socks. <laughs> I'm probably one of the easiest people that you'll find to buy a gift for. Ask my children. Ask my wife. I'm probably one of the most easiest people you can find. Them. If you want to buy a gift, bless me with a gift, all you have to do is ask. I will tell you exactly what I, what I want. <laughs> every Christmas, I tell them exactly what I want. Every birthday, every anniversary, all they now they they got used to it. They just say, Dad, what would you like? And I'll just say, This is what I like. I don't want you trying to guess. I know your heart. You want to surprise me. You want to do well. But you know what? If we want to hit it accurately, just ask me. <laughs> and you might get it right. You might get it right. You might give me something I didn't think of. So that might be a blessing. I mean, that will be a blessing. I'll be excited. But really, if you want a blessing, just ask me. I don't mind telling you. If I want a gift card, Ask me. I said, I would like a gift card to such and such. <laughs> All right. Come on, Pastor. I said, because my, my oldest daughter asked me what I want. I said, I want something from Kenny and Chief. And this is about how much it's going to cost. <laughs> All right. All right. You ask me what I want. All right. I'm not going cheap. <laughs> you ask me what I want. This is what I have an eye for. And you know what? Irene brought me exactly. She gave me what I needed to go get exactly what I want. That's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? That's appreciation. You know what? I felt, man, I felt big on my birthday. Man, I like saying, y'all, other thing I said, I sent y'all, some of y'all, I sent y'all a uh, text. Yes, sir. Something else I said, I want my, I want my feet done. I want to get my pedicure done. <laughs> and I have really been looking forward to this for several months. I, I left my toes alone. I, left, I said, they were growing out. And they were all out of shape. I said, man, they're exactly what I, I was thinking. I almost got to a point I, I was going to something about it. But I said, no, I'm just waiting until I know they're going to ask me. No, <laughs> the whole they asked me, I said, I want a pedicure. Oh, man. What did my babies go get me? A pedicure. Woo. And my baby girl went with me. And we sat down and she watched Dad get his pedicure. I felt so good. Oh, <laughs> Over there. L.A. Nails, La Nails, what's it called? That was called next to the Jumbo Buffet, La Nails. What's it called? La Nails, what is it? Like you said, L.A. Nails, I got the La Nails, La Nails. Man, they did a great job sitting in that chair, and that thing vibrating all kinds of directions. I'm like, wow, this is pretty exciting. I said, I need to come back here on my own. I need to put that in my budget. Every three months, they're going to give me some pedicure at La Nails. <laughs> and so I sent out this little text of, you know, my feet being done. And I like, they're probably like, what's this guy doing? And I sent out to several of y'all who got it. And I was excited because I was enjoying my birthday. And then uh, they made me this amazing meal, exactly what I wanted. So I took a picture of my plate. I took a picture of my toes. And, uh, because I, I, I thought appreciate it. I thought it made you bless me. You see what I'm saying? So I'm saying, give them exactly what they want. Now, to say something about that because if you're not sure about the instruction, it's okay to go back and get some understanding. But please don't go back and give me your plan. I got a problem with that. I'm helping y'all, Miss Allen. She's definitely saying this, but I know it's a benefit. Miss Pastor A. Gordon. Y'all feel my friends. I know y'all. But give them exactly what they ask for. Don't 
debate. Don't interject your own thing. Get understanding. If you're not sure, make sure you clearly understand and give them everything they ask for. To me, that's appreciation. The third point was, are we doing enough to, uh, how did I say that? Are we doing enough to put a capstone on this 20-year celebration? Are we doing enough to put a capstone on... Because 20 years is not just something you just, you know, happen upon. You, you got you to have to go through some things for 20 years. Uh, any retirees, at least military retirees or civilian retirees there? You got to go through something for 20 years. You don't just get it by chilling, standing in the barracks and going to the galley, eating and go work out. <laughs> go back to the to the gap. I mean, go back to the barracks. Right. You know, go into the movies and never go to work. On, you got to go to work, yes, and you got to most likely have to go on deployments. And you got you got to earn that. Though, in other words, so are we doing enough to put a capstone to really signify 20 years of faithful service? And I'm glad we talked about that. That's when we came up with some even more ideas that will put help put a capstone, like Gary Doherty. Taking them off, taking Pastor David up into the airplane, up, up and away. That I'm like, I think, thank God, because he just missed Pastor David just mentioned it the Sunday before on Father's Day. I didn't catch it, but someone else caught it. I said, that's a capstone. The other thing was, give them vacation. Come on, they need to just don't even come back to Oak Harbor. When they go to Virginia, don't even come back to Oak Harbor. Go somewhere else. That's a capstone. Somebody knows something else we did. Somebody there were three things we did. We had that. Somebody knows something else. But anyway, I'm not quite getting it. Somebody there were three things that we added to to make sure that we were doing enough that would signify how much we really appreciate someone for 20 years. Are you following me? Are you following my message today? I'm saying something because I, I want us to, 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 to get this a little bit better. All right, so those are the things I said. Now I got to thinking, uh, what was the occasion? Come on now. What was the occasion that we celebrated? Somebody help me out. What was that occasion? What was the name, what was the name of it? Everybody's really silent. Come on, what was the name of it? That's, a, that's not a difficult one. What was the name of the event? I just thought, I was Man, y'all, you know, I hear some of them, but y'all not too, too confident to say it was called Pastor's Appreciation. Uh oh. I got to take a swig on that one. I keep a water close on this It was called Pastor's Appreciation. So it, there's a, to everything, there is a time, there is a purpose, there's a season for everything that's under heaven. There's a time. I have June 27th. That's my birthday. June 27th. Who has an October birthday? Anyone? Okay, so Brother Randy, Brother Jonathan, it's June 27th. We don't need to be celebrating your birthday on my birthday. I don't want you showing up at my party bringing gifts for you and yours is October. I got a problem with that. I don't mind saying it. I'll say, wait a minute. This is June 27th. Now, I celebrate other people's birthdays. I will be there with you. I'm going to buy gifts. I sow into folks. I enjoy that. But you know, today is June 27th. And you're talking about October. Let's, let's get closer to October and let's work on you. 
Now we get to the church anniversary. We don't celebrate who's been here 20 years. Who's been here from the beginning? Brother Rob Porter. Come on. The Herons. Come on. Who else? Cassandra. Jacks, you don't want this to happen. 
I like jacks too. Bring around the, what do they call it, around the world, around the world, and put in the baskets. I feel like doing that. I've done it a lot. I still can do it though. Get to your tendies. You know, I could <laughs> Put me on trial and cross-examine me. Uh-oh. Test my motives and my heart. Mm, that's not for the faint part. Amplified. Examine me, O oh Lord, and prove me. Test my heart and my mind. I wonder how many people pray these types of prayers. Examine me, O oh God. This is from message. I like this one. End on this one. You know, close this part out. Examine me, God, from head, all head, to dry foot. From head to foot, order your battery of tests. Make sure I'm fit inside and out. In other words, it's going to take something to say, God, check me out. But we all need to stay. Each one of us needs to stay in a state of, God, check me out. Am I in the faith? Am I doing what you called me to do? Am I serving with the heart that I'm supposed to serve with? Am I truly usable by you? Does anyone pray that prayer recently? Because what you ask for, ask and you shall So what happens there is that it's really maybe what you're dealing with, this may be proof of that of that scripture. You're about to prove that scripture out. God prove me, try me, check me out. And the Lord was showing me elevation. When I say elevation, I'm talking about elevation, spiritual elevation. You know, we're not operating from the earthly mindset. We're operating from a spiritual mindset, from a kingdom mindset. You don't get there for free. You don't have to stumble on that. They have to be intentional. And so God was showing me spiritual elevation for the whole body. It's available to the whole body. But the ones who are going to actually experience it are those who go through the scripture and such scripture that we just read. Can you be tested? Can you be tried? Can you be proven? And I believe these little small things, these are small things, these are not even big things. These are small things come to help prove us, to test us. Because maybe I think I'm at a certain level, I think I'm good to go, Linda Drake, I think I'm good to go. And all of a sudden, it comes a little fox. It comes a little fox. And gets into my field. It says, this a little fox. That destroyed the vine. The vine is the supply. The vine is the source. The vine is the connection, the proper connection. Little foxes come to mess up my connection. And some have been bitten by little foxes. Some have been bitten by little foxes. Where you, it was really proving you, it was really trying you, and God has said, I'm ready to elevate. Can, can you be one of those who just elevate? But then I get bitten by a little fox. And then someone else gets elevated. And then I get an attitude. It's going to be real quiet on that part. 
not what God desires, but it's can you pass the test. It's just simple, a battery of tests. It's not you, just a it's simple, just routine battery of tests. If we're checking you out, can you, can you handle it? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give reference to some that, from my perspective, what I've seen, that there's an elevation coming. And I'm going to show you how that elevation comes. So don't get upset if I don't call your name. Because uh, you might be in it, but I just don't, you know, it's not for me to say right now. Maybe for someone else to say. But I watch how people serve. It's about how you serve. Jesus said, let the greatest among you become what? The least or the servant of all. The greatest among you is the one who serves all. Can you come down and serve Elder Phillips with his size? 12, just 12, just 12. Can you come down and serve Elder Phillips with his just 12? By removing his shoes. Washing his shoes. Back to the G's. 
Like, whoa, wait, 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 what, what just happened right here? I thought I was next. I'm being honest. Right. It happens. Right. And it doesn't make us bad. It just means that we need to learn some more from that experience and say, God, help my heart yeah. to just stay right. Amen. That I can just serve it anyway. God, whatever I can do for you, whatever you allow me to do, I'm so grateful. Again, I don't think I just, I don't, I don't feel like God owes me anything. But I know that I owe him all. So if it is sweeping the floor, I'm going to sweep the floor. If it's cleaning the toilet, I promise you, when you go sit on that thing, you're going to know it's getting clean. So I like to clean toilet. I, I just like to clean bathroom. I clean our bathroom. Every Monday, that's a part of what I do. Every Monday, the bathroom gets cleaned along with other things. I want it clean. I'm not cleaning it because I want you to come to see that I cleaned it. And you say, get up there and say, wow, you did a great job cleaning it. I like a Sylvia, someone like Sylvia, just serve. Just serve. But that's some. You've been bit. It was just a test. It was a test. It was a proving. It was a trial. Took offense to it. We're saying now, God, I'm sorry. I didn't take offense. Help me, God. Move from this spot. Help me remember that you said the greatest among us. Let us be the servant of all. I'm going to be great. I'm going to be recognized in your kingdom, God. Who can I serve? How can I serve them? I'll do it. I'm just saying. So y'all get it. If that that applies to you, I know you get it. I know you love me. Get to talk to me. We'll have a brief discussion after. I'm available. Briefly. But I saw some people serving in, in some ways that I say there's, there's, there's something going on. I can't determine when it's going to happen. I'm not going to try to tell you when it's going to happen. But I believe that even Paul commended. Because here's the thing about it. He's like, why do people commend? Paul commended those who were doing well. Look at his writings. It's in there. He commended those who were doing well. He recommended certain ones. And then at some he said, you know, I wouldn't trust them with two wooden nickels. He didn't say it that way, but. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't recommend you right now. It's not that I don't want to, but I just can't because you didn't pass the test. I was thinking about some people, and I just want to make mention of a few again. Tonight, please don't get upset because that's just me talking. And uh, the pastors have something else, and maybe someone else will come to college is you. But uh, there's a family that really has been blessing me a lot lately. I just really appreciate the spirit in which they serve. I see this emulated that it's just about what can I do to serve. And I see it when I'm not here probably teaching, but Willie, stand right quick.
and for God to elevate you and to continue to use you. You don't get it for free. So when you hear people's names being recognized, it's probably because they've gone through some, some Psalms 26 and 1 and 2. And they're probably still going through some more if God continues to elevate them. So don't get upset about it. Do you want to go through what they've gone through? So I'm going to give you an example. You like to give a good example? You should. I hope somebody say it. Okay. I have a Bishop James experience. <laughs> but I just say that because I want you to see practically what we're talking about. Can you pay the price? You don't just get to a certain level for nothing. I remember I was in the military. Man, I had a great time. Getting paid on the 1st and the 15th. And boy, was life great. Yes, sir. I got to a certain point. Almost everything paid off. Ready to just to keep on going. I had set my mind up for 26 years. I'm going to serve God. Help you in court. So I saw at some point they took that out. I don't know where they have that out. Somehow they cleared that out. They used to be always faithful. God started to be forward. Somehow God got moved out of there. I went where it happened. But on my plaque, when I left, guess what it had on it? Right. Always faithful to God, country, and court. Yes, sir. And that wasn't because I asked anyone to put it on me. That's because they saw the God in me. And they put it on me. Isn't that something? I, I just thank God. But what I'm saying, I was used to this certain level of living, and man, God is in we had, we had to work for that. He didn't just get it. We worked. And we were almost at a certain level that we wanted to be at. It was looking good the other night. I could see it. I'm like, wow, almost there. And not for us, but so we can do more. And I thought, we want to do more for Jesus. God said, this is the place. This is it. So at 20 years, we stopped. So God said, stop. If he didn't say stop, I would have probably made those 26 years at least and kept on going and having a lot of fun. Hallelujah. Well, at a certain level, we would get paid a certain amount of money yeah. at that time. And I don't mind saying it. This was back in 2003, I think it was. And uh, just base pay is about $4,500 a month. Are, are you here? This is 2003. You say, what are you talking about? I need you to see a clear picture of what I've just defined to you in Scripture. So you can see what it costs to do the will of God sometimes. I'm not saying you, everyone goes through the same experience, but there are some experiences you've got to be willing to make a sacrifice, whatever that sacrifice they need. Add on the housing allowance and all of that stuff. I think we're, I was probably close to $6,000 a month. $6,000 a month. That was just my pay. I reached the work. We were doing pretty well. We were really enjoying it. God said, stay. We joined the staff. Are you ready for this? Can you handle it? $6,000 a month. Yes, sir. To $150 a week. Come on, Can man. I'm not saying it as a bad thing. I want you to see Come on, Pastor. that God provides. Come on. 
still have to operate a house. We still have bills that we're almost done paying off. That we definitely had a clear vision to do, and we were so on target. God said, this is it. This is the work. We were excited. We weren't mad. We're like, okay, God, here's our faith moment. Everyone needs a Jehovah Jireh. Come on. Jehovah Jireh wasn't just for Abraham and Isaac. You have them. I have them. We're going to have more. We all need some Jehovah Jireh experiences to use our faith to see God move. But can you handle it? Six hundred a month. And God brought us. We make much more than that now. But it's still not to the level that we got out of it. We learned to adjust. And we still give.
important that my wife kind of sees how he was working more important to us that we knew him God. Amen. He already given us 26 years. So after we knew we would marry. We knew we would celebrate. <laughs> so it's not like we had to go off and do something at that moment. Now, we still going to celebrate, mind <laughs> And we left that morning at 2 o'clock in the morning on our anniversary. And we're on the floor. Not a complaint. Not a worry. Having fun. Because we're with, with again. I'm talking, I just want to give you some natural example of that you have to be willing to pay the price. You don't just get there for free. So when you see people God is using, that he's elevating, that he's promoting, don't get an attitude. Because they pay the price. And they probably are paying the price. We're still not at the financial level we were when we got out. Do it. 
Let us, us, hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. Let us, each one of us, hold fast our profession of faith. If we say that we're, we're Christians, be a Christian. If you say, I heard some people say, if you feel like you say you're a believer, then be a believer in Jesus Christ. If you say that you're a church person, then be a church person. Hold fast to your profession of faith. Not wavering. Some are wavering. But he is faithful. You hold fast. He's faithful that promise. You'll see the results. That's your looking I'm supposed to pray for some people this morning. Hold on, I'm on assignment. And I'll be talking to some certain people. God told me to connect. He's telling me, told me something. He's going to tell me to connect with you. From a different level. So God tells me, come talk to you. Come talk to you from a different level. And I'm saying because I want to help. I want to be a, a conduit to help elevate you from where you are to where you need to be. There's things for you to do for the kingdom. So I already know I'm on assignment to come talk to some of you. I'm not talking about anything there. I'm talking about let's see life from this perspective. Because there's too much in you to not be realized. Some of you, I'm supposed to spend some time. I'm excited about it. And I encourage you as other leaders, seek who you're supposed to be talking to. Seek the people you're supposed to be speaking into their lives. It needs to be obviously more than three of us, three pastors. It needs to be the elders. It needs to be the licensed and ordained ministers in this house. It needs to be the deacons in this house. It needs to be the, those who are on the leadership team in this house. It needs to be the more mature laity of this house. We're at another level, y'all. You're at the old devil is not good enough. The old devil is not acceptable. Elevate with us. When our pastors come back, I promise you, we'll elevate some more. Amen. Elevate with us, okay? Where's Brother Humphrey? I need him to come back.
forward. I know you already, you're great givers. I'm not saying, I'm not calling them just because they give. That's something I'm going to point out. That's why they're up here. Yeah. But God is saying, you've elevated your ability. I just need you to connect with it. You receive it. You do exactly what God tells you to do. What he tells you to do. None of us will try to dictate anything to you. I'm just saying what God said to you. There's elevation. And the reason elevation comes is because of service. Elevation doesn't come without service. There are many who would prefer not to be recognized for certain things. God sees Mark. I'm sorry, I missed one. Getting spent. I almost missed that. I saw you, Mark. Mark, and uh, so Right here on my list. Almost missed Thank you, Holy Ghost. Come on up. Yeah, sit on my phone and almost missed Thank you, Holy Ghost. It's because of the heart of service. And it's not something that just started. It's something that's been. You don't just get it because you just started. you got to be put some time in. God said there's resources in the kingdom. But he says what he's doing, he's I wish for all things. 
Thank you. 